welcome it is. Thanks for that. Did someone say warm? Warm? Yeah, well, considering this kind of a heat wave. It feels like the Bahamas. But, you know, you can't have it all. It's like, all right, we'll give you warmer temperatures, but you're going to have to drive through split pea soup. I feel like we're living in a vampire movie this month. Oh, it's man, just, I wish. Oh, oh, I don't wish. I feel like, like you got... first stuck. wedding video. Oh, he's on the board right the out of the gate. He's still playing. Right out of the gate. I'm good at this. I feel like that's what we're living in, a vampire movie. And put your turn your lights on, people. Well, I'm not in the car. Well, I know, but if you are in your car, please turn your lights on, and then don't forget to turn them off, or you'll be really mad at me that I told you to turn them on. <laughs> you know what? Uh... It's really odd, and I did not think about the parallels here. Um, I swore to get off, get off true crime podcast for a while, because it's all I was doing. Um, but I'm kind of easing out, and I'm listening to one now about Jack the Ripper, and this weather. Yes, always a- makes me think about. Well, not always. But often makes me think about the East End of London and the mysterious... And going down an alleyway. Yes. Yes. So listening to the podcast while driving in this weather, it's like I'm... It's like in sensor round, for those of you that remember that uh, invention. Have you watched the movie From Hell? I want to say yes. From Hell is how Jack the Ripper signed his letters to Scotland Yard. Yeah. And so it's a, you know, obviously a fictionalized account. Nobody really knows who he, who he was, but it's a really great sort of twist ending on the reveal of who Jack the Ripper is. It's got Heather Graham. It's got Johnny Depp. And it was directed by the Hughes Brothers. It's a really good film. Yeah. You know what? I think I did see that. Um, this one is called Bad Girls. And it's a really interesting approach because it's really about the lives of his victims, you know, and they were all ladies of the night, but they weren't always. A couple of them were pretty high society individuals and stuff. So it's not really about him or the crime. It's about the women's backgrounds, and it's fascinating. So there you go. Did I say hi? Um, hi. And hi. show, we want to go through what the show is today? And... Well, we ought to do one. Well, let's probably. do it. Yeah. You know, they kind of command that of us. We got a elevator. I know that. That's good. And being Wednesday and all, and that brings us a room full of Johnnies. Uh, Johnny Law, John Landoff. Um Back to podcast for a second. There is one called The Godmother that's out there that I started listening to. And it's about a woman that was a prosecutor in New York in like the 30s or the 40s. She was African-American, which in and of itself, 25 years later, there were still segregated bathrooms, you know, and she's a high-powered prosecutor in New York, and she's the one who really should be credited with bringing down Lucky Luciano, who was one of the more violent mob heads And it's, again, here's another fascinating story and a person very instrumental in a moment of history that nobody knows anything about. Uh, Nicole Perkis has done the 
podcast, and it is fantastic. And the woman, and you might want to look it up, uh, and I think you'll be astounded that more hasn't been written about this woman, uh, Eunice Carter. And uh, the godmother is the podcast, and it's fascinating. We'll talk to Nicole about it. There you go. That's what's happening. That is what's happening. Tomorrow's the uh, Radiothon for Backstoppers. Always happy to do that. And uh, Michael's Path text line, John, does your wife worry about you killing someone because of your infatuation with your killers? No, she watches Dateline with me until she falls asleep. And then you worry. I'm not sure she's (laughs) ever made it through an episode entirely. So you were here early. I was. With bells on. That's right. Girl Talk Wednesday. Is that what was happening? Yep. We were recording Girl Talk. We we talked to Danielle from Boom Pilates, and we had uh, Carolyn Cantlin on the show. Her name sounds familiar. Yeah. Her husband will be joining us in about a half an hour. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Jim Cantlin's wife, she started uh, a new company that carries pickleware. Have you ever heard of pickleware? Oh, sure. No. Pickleball clothing. And it's really cute. Super cute stuff. So that'll be airing on Saturday at 5 o'clock. You can meet those two fabulous ladies along with my BFF, Nicole Genovese. Yeah. When you said pickleware, I immediately thought of like a golf shirt with the Clawson stork on it. Oh, yeah. No. Isn't that a stork? I think it is. Why is that a stork? and he's supposed to be like Groucho Marx. I, I don't understand. Hmm. None of it has anything to do with pickles. Back in the uh, Mad Men days, that was what they were coming up with in the boardroom at the ad agency. Yeah. Well, they will uh, give that a listen over the weekend. But in the meantime, where you been? Um, I nowhere. I okay. just I I really this is <laughs> again the answer. the longest month of my life i i just i mean not that i don't appreciate my life because i do but man this is just dragging on and on and on and then the fog and the i mean i know i'm not can't be alone eight four one two six um what do people do i mean what do you i'm almost to the point and i'm totally against them but i'm almost to the point where i feel like i need to go get some kind of light therapy and go lay in a tanning bed just oh, because I bed. feel so, so, so you're not against light therapy, you're against tanning beds. Yes. I was confused about No, that. I like light therapy. I don't think know if a tanning bed counts for that because you know the melanoma and all. Well I did, but that was many, many moons ago when Giving I was people cancer. When I was sixteen. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think a tanning bed is what people mean when they say you need light therapy. Well, I it, for me it means light therapy. I mean just need to feel the sun. I need heavy therapy. Well, I we don't all think do. light therapy would do it. Right, me. exactly. We need Way industrial therapy. So I really can't say that I did anything exciting. I did watch T V last night. I watched the returns for New Hampshire and it was almost like they they wanted to wait to call it just so that they had some programming because that was it, you know? Yeah. And so they, they're like, oh, he's up by 200 points. And, you know, but finally they did it. And, um, yeah, I've got a, a a text from one of the texters out there on the Michaels Baths text line, 84126. Ugh, ugh, depressed in Frankfurt, Mo. That's a I'm band sorry. name, by the way. Depressed in Frankfurt. Yeah. I can okay. see that. I would totally listen Just to that called. band. 
All right. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, and I thought I thought Haley was fairly eloquent and classy in her, uh, what do you call it, concession over the New Hampshire thing. And Donald Trump immediately called Joe Biden a big fat loser. So there were no surprises. And he no he surprises. said something about her her clothing, like he said something about her dress. And then he followed it up with her fancy dress, which is not that fancy, by the way. Uh, I mean, why do you have to do that? Because he's number one. Why yeah. not? There's no downside for him. And Vivek what? with his tail between his legs at the podium. Oh, I think Vivek was having a good time. I think it's so bizarre, though, how they spend, and I think Max brought this up yesterday. They spend months and months on the campaign trail bashing Donald Trump, and then when it looks like He's the man. They jump in and say, yes, I support this Except, as a man. Except, to be fair, Vivek never trashed Trump. He was always very... Really? Oh, yeah. Because on that stage, you had uh, Chris Christie, who would go after Trump, and uh, Ron, who would go after Trump. But Nikki and Vivek were very complimentary towards a lot of his policies. So that got pundits thinking, well, either Nikki or Vivek want that VP slot, whereas right. Ron and Christie did not. Yeah. I don't think she wants it anymore. I, I feel like we'll see after South Carolina. She's in on standby mode in case he gets thrown in the slammer. Or, or I mean, he's not a spring chicken. I mean, yeah. anything could happen. We got no, yeah, no a one's co- a, spring a couple chicken. of eighty-year-olds running. I mean, it's that's that's amazing. And that was so, something that Nikki Haley said. She said the first party to not run an eighty-year-old will win. Wow. Yeah. Well, so they're both. She's slinging it back at him too. And, both of them. Yeah. And they're they not really all running. Are. It's more like walking briskly. <laughs> <laughs> On the Michael's Baths text line from the seven eight five, does Bud Light therapy count? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it does. I noticed that's what Kelsey was gripping as he took his shirt off at the football game. You think they paid him to do that, or is that a precursor to a Super Bowl commercial? No, I uh, I read a story that gave us a lot more information about the uh, situation surrounding that in the New York Post, and uh, I'll, I'll share it with you later. I'm kind of more fascinated with Jason Kelsey and his wife, Kylie, Lately than I am with the other two. They seem so much, I don't know, it's like a really down-to-earth couple. She's kind of athletic. It's more attainable. You think you could be pals with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I would have nothing to say with to the Swifty. I mean, I I love her music, but I don't feel like I'd have a lot in common with her. I feel the other girl is just, you know, more sporty, like sporty spice, but down-to-earth and just regular people trying to raise their kids. Yeah. Sporty spice. Maxie, what's up? I know you left here because you have a different shirt on today. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't sleep at the radio station. It's been a while since I've done that. Uh, No, yesterday was a volunteer day. Went down to 10th Life Cat Rescue and hung out with some cats who everyone seemed to want to jump on top of my head and feast on my hair, which is strange. Imagine someone just getting in their car and turning their radio on. Yeah, so I had to kind of uh, tell the cats, hey, stop stop eating... All of my hair, but uh, but no, it was good. it was a good day. It's always you know I really didn't. I've told Julie this off the air before. I really didn't want to go volunteer yesterday, and maybe it's the weather, maybe it's the seasonal, you know, sadness. Uh, but All I, of the above. I just wanted to go home. I I didn't, and I thought, no, I've committed. I'm going to go, and you know, halfway through scooping the boxes and vacuuming the rugs, I was so happy that I was there. So I think it's Glad it's. You did. 
volunteering is a wonderful thing. If if you are suffering from seasonal affective disorder, maybe get out there and find a, a volunteering gig because it does make you feel better. Check this out on the Michael's Baths good fact advice, line. Maggie. This is really good advice on from Max and some here as well. Uh, from the three one four hi guys, my doc rend- recommended a happy light therapy. I ordered one for forty five dollars. I sit in front of it for 10 to 15 minutes a day. It's a miracle. I've suffered from depression, and this therapy has almost wiped it out. Okay, I'm just going to order. Should I just go ahead and well, order them in I, bulk or I, what? I have a question. Let's put one in the studio. Okay. Right, but but when you say, and this is an honest question, I really don't know. When you say you sit in front of this light for 15 minutes a day, is it in the morning when you're drinking your coffee and you're reading your newspaper? Do you just have the light in front of your face like like what does that mean you sit in front of it like is it instead of watching morning news or is it in addition to your routine i'm i'm unclear on how to use like these. do you meditate and sit in front of the light or what do you do, do well you- i sat in front of a light for 10 15 minutes once but it was three in the morning and it was a stoplight so i thought it was the police there's more well eventually yeah. don't spoil the ending okay. Red lights, blue lights you know <laughs> me and tony uh, 1221, uh, as far as me, my highlight was I made chicken Parmesan for the first time. Chicken, chicken, parm For the first time? Never made chicken Parmesan before. I cannot believe that. That's what my wife wanted, and we, we had the breasts, so oh. that's what I made. And it, uh, it was really good. Oh, grow <laughs> up, you two. No, I just love how Julie's comments, oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't want to. Who's the child now? It's I'm not going to ask day, the apparently. next question because then, then that's just about how you prepared them. Julie's reaction. It was great. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I Unbelievable. You know what? I'm a boy mom. All these little boy jokes still make me laugh. I am seeing that happen more with my wife, that she's finding that <laughs> kind of sophomoric humor more funny now. And I think it's because. Do you just say Oscar's... I have sophomoric humor? Yes. But I think it comes from being a boy mom because I'm noticing that things that, that Oscar does and says makes her laugh that she would have never laughed at before. And I think it's because of that. Meanwhile, back at the chicken breasts. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it was really easy. I pounded them out and uh, dipped them in egg wash and then breading with spices, put them on pans, stuck it in the oven, a little Parmesan cheese and marinara sauce and they were fabulous and uh, the boys loved it you know that's really if i can get everybody to eat something i make major victory so much good stuff on the michael's bath text line do you want to take a break here or and then we'll get to it or or do you want to get sure sure we could take a breather we told everybody what's coming up we told you where we've been we've told you that the backstopper radiothon is tomorrow Yeah, it's all covered. I think it's time for some good old-fashioned commercials. Busy, busy, busy on the Michael's Baths text line. People checking in from everywhere. 618, the 314, the 572. And uh, you got things to say. Um... The 217. The 217. A lot about the light. And, yeah, I've heard that that really has had 
positive effects on people. You know, just having one of those bulbs at their desk. Yeah. Well, this uh, texter that texted in originally today to tell us about it has texted back and said, yes, they do sit in front of the light in the morning. And they said it's it's kind of like meditating, but they sit there and drink their coffee and, and have the light on. And then somebody else texted in from the 618 said, I put my light on while I'm getting ready and putting my makeup on. Seriously made a difference with my sad seasonal affective Disorder. disorder. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to somebody that, that was saying that how unlike meditating it was that you don't because I thought it was you have to plug it in, sit in front of it, and light do your some own, incense. Yeah, and apparently you can just watch the Today Show, drink your coffee, listen to McGraw as long as that light is on your face. Right. I'm going to get one. I am. And you. And then somebody else said, "My wife has one of those lights. I just tell her to go outside. Well, you can go outside now, but you're not going to find light." Yeah, you're not going to find anything. It's so foggy out there. I know. And um, Max, your issue with uh, the cats, not really an issue, I'm sure. But they say uh, from the 314, if you balance a cucumber on your head, oh, that went away. If you balance a cucumber on your head, the cats won't come near you. Good luck with that. Absolutely don't understand. Um, a couple cool. more people texting in about the light from the 314 Verilux, V-E-R-I-L-U-X. Happy light from Amazon. And then somebody else from the 314 said they just ordered one for $50 through Walmart. So, I wonder if it's the same light. And Max, I think, was talking about this, and you were, about the alarm clocks that also have a light that gets brighter as the I alarm goes I got one for Katie, off. yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if that light is the same kind of light. It's not. It's I, not. No, I think it's got to be really, really bright. This is almost like an LED light that you are, it's it's therapy. It's not just like a, you know, I don't know. It's it's not the light from your phone screen. It's yeah. not, you know, it's. Do you want one in here or no? No, I don't think that's, you're not supposed to have it on for three hours during the show. It's 10 minutes. Well, there's, but some of them I'm looking at online are really good looking and it would look lovely and it would be a nice adornment, as Carney would say, well, it's in the you, studio. It's how you look, you know. Filters out UV rays so it's not bad for your eyes. And our Christmas lights are gone. So there's something missing here and on then the illumination front. Somebody else said, quit being suckers. They think we're getting suckered <laughs> into buying this light. Somebody else from the 618 says, Julie, find out what kind of light to get. So the Verilux is what somebody is texting in. And then somebody else said you can get them at Walmart. That text line, by the by, sponsored by Michael's Baths. And we don't talk a whole lot about the people that make this open line of communication possible. So I'll take a minute if I can. 30 years experience that these guys have and they will... Obviously, come to you. You don't go pick up a bath and take it home. Um, but when they install it, these are people that have been doing it for years. Lifetime guarantee. Five-star service. They can even help with financing. And they use names even if you're not in the business that you recognize. Like Moen. Oh, yeah, I know Moen. Absolutely. And that's what they use. And if you want to convert a tub to a shower, they can do that. Or if you want one of those walk-in tubs that has like a little door on it, sit down. It's got the jets in there, the massage therapy. 
with the light on you as well. Euphoria. That's what Carol wants. Euphoria. Wants well, then call Michael's Baths to get a free consult from them. 636-775-0800 or michaelsbaths.com will get you there too. And you'll be all clean and rested. So there you go. And thank you for uh, sponsoring our text line. Um, sad news at the end of the show yesterday. Uh, good news at the beginning of this show. They just announced that um, John Stewart is coming back to The Daily Show. I think that's pretty exciting. But we found out yesterday Charles Osgood passed away. And CBS Sunday Morning, a staple in our house. And I know a lot of you listen to it. And it's Jane Polly now. But it was it was Charles Osgood for, I don't know, 20 years? Yeah. 30 years. He spent four decades plus at CBS. Um, and some of you remember the Osgood file on radio mm-hmm. that he used to do featuring anybody and everybody. And from the film world, I believe he's the narrator, Max, on Horton Hears a Who. Sure. On the adaptation of that. You sound unconvinced. I didn't know. But I think I think it's true. This Sunday on CBS Sunday morning, they will pay tribute to him. Um, and that's a perfect place to do it. And we had a chance to visit with Charles a few years back. And as expected, a very pleasant conversation. Charles Osgood from CBS Sunday Morning and host of the Osgood Files. I was, was thinking about different things to talk about in, in the few minutes that we had. There was a, an, a classic outtake of Casey Kasem doing a long-distance dedication, and it, it floats around in certain circles of bootleg take, and he's reading this, and this goes out to Nancy, whose dog died. And then he stops and said, I'm talking about a flipping dog, and this, and screaming and yelling, and I'm just wondering with the Osgood Files, there's so many human interest stories. Have there been a couple where you were reading them and thinking, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> Actually, since I write them, uh, there is uh, there are very few surprises when, by the time they get to air. But uh, it does happen on occasion that you read something that you wrote yourself, and you wonder what in the world you had in mind, you know, because the sense you, you thought you wrote something down there on the paper, but it's just not there, and uh, so you end up making not, making no sense. But uh, you know that wouldn't be the, would never be the first time <laughs> that that happened. I write for an area magazine too, and often when I'll write my columns, I'll get up in the middle of the night, four o'clock in the morning crawl over to the PC and type it out at that time. And that's that's usually when those would seem like profound thoughts happen, and then you read it back and they're not. It's like nothing. I had a great story about uh, a good friend of mine who was a composer. Uh, he used to do the music for Kojak, and he did a lot of movie music. But anyway, he, he used to keep a pad and pencil right by the side of his bed so that he could write down wonderful ideas when they came, themes and things like that. And this night he dreamed that he was at a cocktail party, and there was this discussion going on that just irritated him very much. And he said something that just was the perfect squelch. It was perfect, and he felt so good about it because it just everybody just, just had to admit that he, he won the day. So in the morning when he got up and looked at it, what he had written down on the paper was, why don't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Clever, huh? <laughs> was, was there ever an Osgood file or something you did on CBS Sunday morning that if you had the opportunity to take it back, you would? Well, sure. I mean, you know, there have been times that, that you you know your tongue uh, betrays you and all, and all of that. As a matter of fact, that I, there was going all the way back to the time of the uh, of the uh, 
my tongue got twisted up. And what I said on the air, I cannot repeat. I didn't call it a folk rock festival. I called it something else. <laughs> <laughs> but it was accurate, though. <laughs> it's yeah. It was it was the summer of free love. It was that. So you are correct, sir. Where did it start for you? Did you start in a like a five hundred water somewhere? I started uh, in management. Believe it or not, I was uh, working as program director at a classical music station in Washington. They owned a station that turned out to be the first pay television station on the air. It was a subscription TV, a kind of a test that was being done in Hartford. And I went up there as general manager, and so I was. I thought I was on a fast track to be uh, to become a, a tycoon. Yeah. But uh, as as it turned out, uh, I ended up with a with a uh, with a stiletto between my shoulder blades, and and uh, I'm on the street looking for a job. And the first one that I got was with ABC Radio, and uh, I've been doing essentially the same things ever since, uh, and for the last uh, 32 years here at CBS. Now, many people, certainly all of us in the industry, admire what you do, and and you have a wonderful body of work, and it's 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 also. We're jealous because you get to talk about what you want to talk about. As you mentioned, you write all the yes. the Oscar files. Was there a, a place or a job or a thing you did that just as you look back, it was well, less Well, now than... I realize. I mean, the day that I got fired from that job up in Hartford, I thought it was the worst day of my life. I thought, this is what, a, what an awful thing. You know, I'm, here I was. I'm, a, I'm rocketing up to, uh, to, to executive uh, stardom. And, and I was fired and didn't have a job, and I was a big expert on paid television, except there wasn't any paid television. And uh, it turned out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me, because I ended up doing stuff on the air, and I'm much, much better sitting down putting some words together than I was at hiring and firing and making decisions about what to do about people. So I, that was it really was the best thing that ever happened to me. In this industry, we're, we're blessed to meet some, some very interesting people. We, we often have to weed through a lot of dull, very shallow individuals, and they're usually the biggest celebrities. But but there have been, you know, five or ten times where I've had people on the show, and when we were finished, I just wanted to follow them around and, and want to have dinner with them or spend a little more time with them. You certainly have had uh, exposure to a lot more people than I have. Have you had that experience, and who well, were, I, who I were a couple to, of those people? Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, when I came here to CBS to work, it was... Uh, it, to me, it was just amazing. You, know, you walk down the corridor, and here's Walter Cronkite coming the other way, or you, you get in an elevator, and there's Eric Severide. You're going up. I mean, there were there were such wonderful people working for CBS News then and and now. But uh, I, it suddenly occurred to me here I was doing newscasts on CBS, and I looked at the list of the people who were doing newscasts, and I was the only one that I had never heard of. <laughs> The only one that you've yeah. never heard of. Oh, yeah. that's funny. I may steal that if it's all right. <laughs> you feel free. But since I've told you, I guess it's not really stealing. Wouldn't be a big broadcast if we couldn't name drop and certainly wanted to drop yours. And uh, next time through, do come visit us, sir. I surely will. All right. Take care now. Be well. Charles Osgood from CBS Sunday Morning and the Osgood Files. And pick up See You on the Radio, a book of his uh, classic essays. Um, also, again, this Sunday on CBS Sunday Morning, they will be doing a tribute to him. That's well worth catching, I'm sure. That was a great uh, interview with him, and I thought the two of you got along swimmingly. Yeah, well, he's just a very, very nice man. Yeah. And thank you so much for the uh, messages on the Michael's Baths text line, including uh, who's the kid doing the interview? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From yeah. the 314. I miss him. He had a hairline. I remember that. Oh. It's 1241. We're going to go to court. Our Johnny Law segment's on the way. 
get to that in just a bit. You sent me a story earlier today, Carney, that I thought was super interesting about this guy that was visiting the U.S. from France, and he went into Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas. Now, first of all, I'm surprised I've never been to Crater of Diamonds State Park. Well, just that would be your jewelry box. Well, I mean, you know, I a Crater of Diamonds. It could <laughs> be a band name. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. But this guy ended up finding a diamond in Crater of Diamonds State Park. And all I can think of is Nicole Genovese. Take it to Genovese before you go back to France. Come to St. Louis. It's not that far from Arkansas. Go to the best. Go to Genovese Jewelers, just west of 270 on Olive, and have them set that stone. A 7.46 carat brown diamond. Now, that's the only part of it that I'm like, wah, wah. I don't know if I'd want a brown diamond. Don't you want to really, I mean, sure, you take what you can get when you find it in Crater of Diamonds State Park, but. Isn't that their natural color, though? Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't believe so. That's one from your buddy, or for your buddy. Oh, they look pretty nice. I just Googled brown diamond. They're fine. They look like something maybe, you know, my, my grandmother would wear. Well, the, the people on Vanderpump Rules, they had, that's the first time I ever heard of a brown diamond was when one of the guys gave a brown diamond to the girl. And they're also they're they're also called chocolate diamonds or champagne diamonds. Oh, okay. Well, see, that makes it a little bit more exciting when you're like, I have a chocolate diamond, right? Yeah, or a champagne diamond, and I'm gonna go take it up to Genovese, all seven point four carats of it, and of course they would set it for you. And something that rare and unusual, you wouldn't want to leave in the hands of just anyone. You'd want to take it to the people that are tried and true and have been in the community and in the diamond business for well over 40 years. And that, of course, would be Genovese Jewelers. And they are ready for Valentine's Day. Make it a memorable one with Genovese Jewelers. Online and in-store, too, just west of 270 on Olive. Right off to court we go. Legal issues hitting the news every day. And some of them catching our attention and some of them leaving us scratching our heads. That's why we turn to the legal professionals at Brown and Crouppen, the sponsor of this segment. Jim Canlan from the aforementioned firm joins us with his legal expertise. Second Canlan, who's been with us at the radio station today. Well, John, Julie, and Max, it's a pleasure to, uh, you know, be on the station and the radio with you. And I also have to thank you. You were also kind to my wife who uh, met you all earlier today. Yes, she's going to be featured on Girl Talk this Saturday in the 5 o'clock hour on the Big 550 to talk about her new brand of pickleware, pickleball clothes that are super cute. So you'll hear more of that this weekend on the station. Yes, that, uh, I'm going to actually tune in on Saturday. You know, whether I'm at home or driving, I'm going to make sure it's uh, you know it's the the station is on the on the radio at uh, what is it five o'clock? Five o'clock on Saturday. You can listen on the app too if you'd like to. But your wife was just nothing but wonderful when we had a nice conversation with her. You know, and before we get to the law, I know it's you know, foggy out there, and some people talk about, you know, the gloom and doom, but I have to remind everybody, it's January 24th, and it's 47 degrees out, so my recommendation is put a coat on and go outside and enjoy the temperature, and you know what? 
the fog, it's actually kind of pretty if you look at it the right way. Yeah, so, and then come inside think, and sue somebody. No. Well, or, you know, or, or not. But but I, I would have sworn you were going to say put your car lights on if you're driving in this fog because, you know, that could stop an accident. That's what I thought you were going to say. But, Julie, aren't they all automatic now? Yeah. I, I think, you know, That's pretty much thinking. so. The only, the only trick is keep it on auto and never turn it off. Some people, you know, they'll turn it on and then they turn it on off and then they forget. But, but it's I not dark enough for them to come on. Is it? I don't think well, it is. Well, if it's not, then I say you don't need it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you that? heard the lawyer. And my car will turn the brights on automatically yeah. sometimes. And there's cars coming at me. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't. It did. Kit did that. Uh, all right, legal stories. Let's do it. Madonna, 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 Madonna. Madonna. She's notorious for being late for her concerts, and other artists do that as well. But uh, for some reason, that's kind of her stamp, you know. Uh, well, people uh, are done with it, and she's getting sued. Is this a thing? I mean, is this really going to be uh, hold up in court? Or is it like, well, you know, I did come out and do my show. You got your money's worth. You know, uh, my first reaction when I hear this is that, you know, it's kind of crazy. What are you doing? You know, really, you know, uh, you have to assume if you went to the concert, you're you're a big fan of Madonna's. And so Madonna. if you're a little late, you know, if you're, if you're a little late, what do you care? Right? I mean, that's my first reaction. However... You know, when you start thinking about it, um, there's a point to this lawsuit, and this would be a class action lawsuit. And what they're looking at is, it, uh, in, for example, in Missouri, we have a Missouri Merchandising Practice Act, and it, it deals with unlawful merchandising practice. And so the theory is if it's deceptive, fraud, you know, or a misrepresentation, you can bring a claim against them and seek money damages. So the theory is if you're going to start the concert, the concert, the ticket says 7 p.m., but you really don't start it until 9 p.m., is that a misleading, is that mis- a misrepresentation? Arguably, you could say yes. All right? So that's the theory behind it. When you turn to the damages, though, you know, what are your damages? That's, that's a little less clear. And, you know, you might say there's no damages. Um, but then again, your time is worth something. But I don't think this is going to be where anyone's going to get a lot of money. This is that example of you're going to get, you know, you're going to get $25 credit on your next next time you buy a ticket to go see somebody, an artist, and you pay, you know, your $700 for their ticket. You'll get, you know, maybe $25 off. Oh, so it's not Which like I'm time to retire. That. No, but yeah. that's good, though. I mean, every little bit helps. It does. But, you know, uh, and they should not, they should start on time, right? Unless there's a. Within 30 minutes. I feel like 30 minutes is the maximum amount, very maximum amount. Yeah. If there is such a thing to to start that late, because it is rude. Yes. So keep that in mind before you buy a ticket. All right. We go to North Carolina. For this one, and mom's at the store with her kid. Uh, he's six, and he sees some candy, and he's he wants it. And mom, not paying, I guess, all that much attention, uh, goes ahead and gets it for him. But it happens to be like a gummy, and it's laced with uh, THC. 
So she just gave her six-year-old weed. I would imagine there are some legal issues here. Well, first of all, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, you know, you, and I could see this happening. You're at a totally. store. Yeah. You know, you, you, the kid's looking through the candy and looking through all this stuff, and you're up at the, you know, you're checking out, you're throwing your stuff on there. At the last minute, you know, they say, oh, Mom, can I have this? It's a dollar. And you go, okay, yeah, fine. So I can see this happening, but it's, it's a reminder that you better be careful what you're giving your kids because nowadays they do sell these products. And I had to look this up, this Delta 9. I wasn't even familiar with what that is, but it, I understand it's legal, which is a little puzzling, and it does have THC in it. So um, it, the store didn't do anything necessarily wrong. I didn't see the picture of that package, but my guess is they have warnings on there. They're telling you this package contains Delta 9 and THC uh, only to be sold to adults, and you probably have to be 21 to buy it. And all that occurred there. So the warning was on there, and the mom bought it, so she's over 21. And then she turns around, doesn't read the label, doesn't look at the package, and gives it to her child. So that's where the danger occurs. Well, in part, do you know what I think would solve this problem? If you could only make these products available in a dispensary, why would it be in a general store? Well, because if it's legal, why not? I think this is all on the parents. I mean, if the kid went to the to the soda section and brought back a an alcoholic beer, that's up to the parent to say, no, I'm not going to buy that. Yeah, that's I mean, a good all, point. Because they sell them side by side. They sell sodas mm-hmm. next to beer. It's a good point. It is, good. It, it is on the it. parent. It's just the parents need to, you know, be a little more careful, and and you know, this is a good reminder to all of us to be careful what we're letting our kids play with and we're, what we're letting them eat. So that's the moral of the story: be careful. But is there any kind of legal action that will be taken, you know, for the mom giving that to Not her son? So the responsibility. I mean, no, I know, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, could she be in trouble with the law for giving her child? drugs essentially what well, you know that was my first reaction when i saw this is that wait a minute i have to be careful about complaining a little too much because the division of family services may come after me for you know giving my child thc yeah however it, what you're probably thinking about legally is is there a claim against the store and so if this product is legal and it does have the proper warnings and i do believe you need the warnings on there you can't be selling this product making it look like candy and not letting everyone know. And by the way, if the, if society, if, you know, we want to do anything, maybe the argument is be careful on, on the packaging, you know, that the packaging should not look like candy. You know, it should look like, you know, a, an adult product just to help the parents out a little bit here. And a lot of the pictures I've seen of, you know, these gummies and things, the packaging very much geared toward kids. Very colorful and, you know, eye-catching. So, I don't well, know. Even when you use the term gummy, my first reaction is like candy. Yeah. And so when, you know, you know, yes, I think parents could easily be confused. And that's why the packaging and warnings are, are should be mandatory. But it's not. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Well, the manufacturer probably has, I didn't see the package, but it probably does have a warning on there because if they didn't have a warning on there, I think they are subject to potential litigation and a lawsuit.
I I saw this story and I found it to be very upsetting that remember Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson, um, we're just about out of time here, but um, the L.A. Innocence Project is taking up his cause. Um, We've got about 30 seconds to kind of explore that. They got a leg to stand on? You know, it's a great project going out and looking for people who are wrongfully convicted. Based on what I saw on TV about, you know, his the trials and, and the crimes, I, I don't know if this is the right one for them. It seemed like he might be good for this one. So I, I, I'll be surprised if he's out getting out of jail. Yeah, of this. this just hit in the news. I imagine next time we get together, we'll have a lot more questions and know a lot more about why they decided to take it on. Thanks, Jim Cannellan. Appreciate it as always. Thank you for having me. You all have a great day. We will. Now it's time to take a ride on the Carney Show Hell Brought to you by Music Go Round, St. Charles. Call 314-931-5877 to join us. Oh, yeah. It's that time of day. Yesterday, Max was kind of previewing our ride on the elevator, and you said that it was... Very interesting. I Wasn't that the word? You know, I, I think it's a well-known song by a well-known artist, but I don't know if people will be able to crack the code from Spanky of Broken Jukebox. Well, let's give out the phone number because this is a call-in contest that you can win prizes, which Max will tell you about. But here's the number, 314-931-5877. That's 314 314- Nine three one five eight seven seven. That's right. Call three one four nine three one five eight seven seven and give us the name of the song and this artist, and you have your chance to win. Get what this. are they going to win? Two gift cards to Chicken and Pickle. They're twenty five dollars each. You get fifty dollars to Chicken and Pickle. That's a lot of chicken a and lot a lot of pickleball. Pickleball, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pickleball is sweeping the nation. And we have, do we do have people calling now, which is and great. People close mm-hmm. as well. Okay, what did I miss? So I ran out to get something to drink. That's okay. It took okay. me a little longer to get it. We're no, gonna, we're, we're going to go ahead and play the song. Here it is. I'm ready. So why not call us and play? I mean, we're bribing you with 50 bucks of chicken and pickle. That's let's, a lot yeah. of pickle or a lot of chicken. Let's try line two. 314-931-5877. If line two doesn't get it, you could still win. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi there. Hi. Do I need to turn my radio down? That'd be great. Or I okay. guess I'd come over and do it on. if you want. Oh, my gosh. I can't hear it now. Oh, Alexa, turn it off. Okay. Oh, now everybody's Alexa just went off. Alexa is the best. I love Alexa. Who is this? Who am I talking to? Oh, uh, Patty Shillis. Are Hi, we Patty. really? Patty. Or are you an AI? No, no, okay. no, no. All I right. have no intelligence. <laughs> no. Ah, that was good, Patty. You got a sense of humor. We You're love that. In our demo. Do you have musical ability? 
Oh, no, we don't. But I listen to the radio for years. I just always listen to radio while and, I do yes. things in the house, you know, and yes. follow people, you know, on the radio. Um, I don't watch TV anymore, so I just listen to the radio. And I just got into talk radio, and I love your station. Well, we love that you love us. Thanks for being here. Okay. Did you say you just got into talk radio? Yeah. So what were well, you what were you what were you listening to? Well, Casey, uh, all the rock stations at first. I, okay. I, I have always listened to it, and then I just started listening to this, and I'm like, this I like. Good. I really like it. Glad to have you. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be there. <laughs> all right. Enough small talk. <laughs> what was the song? Who was it? I. No. I don't have it. I can't even think of a clue. I'm really bad at it. Well, at least we got to know you on a more personal basis. Thank you for listening, Patty. All right. Take care. Don't give up on us. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's go to line nine. We have a lot of people. Line nine. I got nothing on this one. Hello. 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 How are you? I can't complain. How are you? I can complain for both of us. For days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do they call you when you're out in public oh boy they call me rachel rachel glad to have yeah. you now did you glad just find to talk, here. did you just find talk radio too or you've been listening for a while oh my god i've been listening to you guys longer than i want to admit it'll give away my age no give away our age because we're the ones doing it <laughs> all right so the song was a plan and we need you a guessing. Okay, my guess is "Running Against the Wind" by Bob Seger. And the answer is "Against the Wind" by yes. Bob Seger. All yes. right, yes. Way to go, yes. Nicely done. Nicely awesome. done, indeed. Enjoy oh, yourself. Awesome. A good chicken <laughs> and a good pickle. All right, so awesome. Rachel, just stand by. I'll take all of your information. Cool. Thanks so much. And music around in St. Charles making it all possible. Looking for gear. They are indeed, especially guitars. And on the other end of it, if you um, you are looking for gear, they got plenty of stuff too. Uh, woodwind instruments. They've got brass, ton of drums, including, and probably the most I've seen there at one time, about five electronic drum drum kits. And for those of you that play, you know how handy those are. You can just do the show, pick up your drums, put them on your shoulder, and walk out. Um, they got sticks. They got cymbals. They got PA systems, lighting, whatever you need. They've got that. And they're paying top dollar for trade-ins, too. So a lot of options. All the cool cats hang out and music around in St. Charles. And Regency Plaza and online at Charles. Com. Also, Rachel, call us back because I hung up on you. Oh, well, call, call us back and I'll give you all Ouch. your info on Ooh. chicken and pickle. All right, Sierra wraps it up and then we get the uh, mashup from Mashup Maxi. Thanks for riding on the elevator. Brought to you by Music Go Round St. Charles. Buy, sell, and trade all kinds of musical instruments. 1059 Regency Parkway, St. Charles. Check out musicgoround.com. Third floor, housewares.
go to Hollywood and we do the schmooze, we get the bad news out of the way first. So let's do it. Okay. Sorry, Swifties, but Travis Kelsey just admitted on his podcast that his viral hard hand celebration on Sunday was not aimed at his girlfriend, Taylor Swift. What? It was for the Bills fans. Remember when he got into the end zone and he gave the heart sign? Yeah. Thought for sure that we had just all assumed oh. that's for Tay Tay. But no, that wasn't the case at all. Okay. That's um, weird. So that's the bad news. So that's out of the way. Now, on to the good news. Congratulations to Michael Phelps and his lovely wife. Uh, they're such a cute couple. They've got three little boys. Oh, scratch that. Make it four. They just had their fourth child, another little boy. This one's name is Nico Michael Phelps. They've welcomed him into the world with his three older brothers. And mom and baby and brothers are all doing just fine. And they all have their own gold medals now. I know. Isn't so that perfect? It works out around. really well. You yeah. get a medal and you get a gold medal. Yeah. Barbie was nominated for Best Picture, as we talked about, but the director, Greta Gerwig, and star Margot Robbie got snubbed for the Oscars, but Ryan Gosling did get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So people are getting bent out of shape about this on morning TV shows, on the internet, the interwebs, and all these different things. I'm inconsolable. I know, I know, but before you get too upset... Let's note that America Ferreira got a nod for Best Supporting Actress, and that's historic in and of itself. So a woman was recognized for the Barbie movie, and I kind of feel like this is their peers, right, well, Max? Greta, Greta Gerwig was also recognized for screenplay, for adapted screenplay. Okay, so, well, that's another, I, and for I, Best I, Picture. I, I, right, which she's a producer on All that, right. too, and so is Margot Robbie. So Margot Robbie will be on stage if it wins Best Picture. I, I think that they're just shocked that... Ken got the nomination of that, and it is pretty funny. I think it's kind of funny, but I don't think that that's an intentional slap, and that isn't that what they do? They just go in and vote who they think is the best. They don't weigh what you look like or what gender you are. Or no, Will Smith was the intentional slap. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Uh, earlier this month, Paul Giamatti went viral for hitting up an In-N-Out burger in L.A., uh, because he won Best Actor at the Golden Globes. He said it was a funny experience. He's glad that people enjoyed it. He loves to go to In-N-Out, so he thought, why not give them a plug? As far as his order, if you've ever been, you've been to In-N-Out. You're a California guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he said he does the double-double with raw onions, nothing fancy. No animal style. You know what that is, where they put every condiment they have on the fries or the burger. It's just like soaked in pickles and onions. Bring it. Really? Bring it. Um, But anyway, he likes a pretty simple order, but people like to watch Why are we talking about Paul Giamatti going to a fast food restaurant? Because the video of him... after the Golden Globes and it went viral. Went viral. Oh, I didn't really. And he commented on it. Now nominated for an Academy Award for the first time. And I cannot wait. I hope he wins. Does he have any chance, Max? No. Kelly Murphy's going to win for Oppenheimer. He get one for Sideways? No, he's never been nominated before. Wow, that's amazing. I really hope he wins because I loved him in The Holdovers. Um, all right, so John Daly, one of John Carney's favorite people, right? Though you are you a big John Daly fan? No, I like I like his uh, loud mouth line of clothing. Okay, well, so you're a fan. He was at Kid Rock's bar this past weekend, and he decided to join the band and belt out a rendition of "Knock Knock Knocking on Heaven's Door." Getting down to die to see 
I think he's actually got a record out. So that's not bad. No. I mean, if you like the song, and you know, with, <laughs> with him singing it, you could finally understand the words to a Dylan song. So, <laughs> public service. There's that. 23 years ago in 2001, Halle Berry married her second husband, Eric Benet. Now, when I announced this on the radio 21 or years ago, I remember saying Eric Bennett's, not knowing who Eric Benet was. Yeah. And so I just wanted to correct that. Was he mad? 21 years, years later? Ago. Yeah. Uh, today is Just Do It Day, so if you're thinking about doing something and you're feeling like you're being held back because you of the fog, you go for like, it. Is it sponsored by Nike? Probably. Which, by the way, their film Air, which Amazon produced, oh, yeah. totally shut out at the Academy. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, Mary Lou Retton is 56 today, legendary gymnast, and she has suffered so much lately in life-threatening illness. Uh, didn't have any insurance, and people kind of rallied around her, and I'm glad she's on the mend. So it's a good birthday for her that she's here and with us. Yakov Smirnoff is 73. Still has a theater in Branson. Yeah, Hanging funny. in there. Uh, Aaron Neville's 83, and so is Neil Diamond. I can see your voices on Fox tonight. Let's make a deal in prime time on CBS. Sophia Vergara is on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And the eighth season premiere of the Queer Eye reboot drops on Netflix. Did you see why Sofia Vergara and Joe Mantelago got divorced? I'm afraid. Did you, see, you, you didn't see that? I it didn't see that. Celebrity news. I knew that they were getting divorced. They've been married for a long time. And, and they're a beautiful couple. He said, uh, I really want to have kids. And she said, I don't want to be an old mom. And, and she's already got a kid. So they split. I'm so sorry to hear that because they were just a lovely couple. Oh, dorbs. On that note, it's time for the homemade jokes fresh out the oven. You can smell them now. I mean the jokes, not John Carney. Right. Thank you for the clarification. Uh So here's the news. Sweden's bid to join NATO, held up for almost two years, has cleared its next to last hurdle. When Turkey's parliament gave its go-ahead to let the Nordic country into the alliance, all existing NATO countries must give their approval before a new member can join the alliance. And Hungary is now the only member that hasn't given Sweden the green light. Sweden officials optimistic, though, about the news, telling the press, Bjork, 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 Bjork. (laughs) A former chemistry grad student at SIUE, who was once lauded for his college work, now facing charges of operating a meth lab on campus. Jeez. Madison County court records say an SIUE professor noticed something suspicious in the science building. The police confirmed that the only person to make electronic access to that building was Jeremy Smalling. Smalling was a graduate research assistant at the time, and he's listed as winning the 2018 Walter White Award for physical chemistry at the university. (laughs) Funny, not funny. Thank you. Plans to build the tallest skyscraper in the United States are shaping up at an unlikely metropolis, Oklahoma City. Developers at a real estate company adjusting to the already Ambitious plans to construct the boardwalk at Bricktown Tower by a few hundred feet to make the building 1,907 feet tall. 
which would make it the tallest in the country. And currently, the tallest building in Oklahoma City is a three-story Days Inn. In other news, at least one person is a fan of Kanye West's new titanium teeth. Oh. I don't know if you've seen them chompers. Is that a band name, New Titanium Teeth? No. A lot of words. The heartless rapper's wife, Bianca Sensori, seemingly loves his new look so much, she's changed her phone background to a close-up photo of his mouth. <laughs> I the, don't... Come on. The 29... I'm not going where you think I am. The 29-year-old uh, seemingly used the same photo that West posted last week to debut his latest dental work. And while the top half of West's face is cut off in the picture, his new $850,000 titanium teeth, known as fixed prosthodontics, are front and center. And I'm sure they were tightened to keep the rocks from falling out of his head. There you See? go. Now where he thought now it was you going. got him. Madonna. Nah. Madonna. One more if you'll indulge me. Ozzy Osbourne only has a few more shows left in him, according to wife Sharon. The former talk co-host, 71, revealing Ozzy's music plans in an interview with Rolling Stone UK. In an interview this past Sunday, he won't tour again, but we are planning on doing two more shows to say goodbye, as he feels like. He never had a chance to say goodbye to his fans, and he wants to say goodbye properly. It's unknown if she's told him yet. I mean, that's going to be like Weekend at Bernie's Part 8. Maybe so, but the guy keeps on kicking and kicking. So, that's it. It's all the news. I thought you were going to do an impression of him saying goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. We left that for you, Matt. You killed it. We talked about it in the show. You killed it. Yeah, I missed it. No more calls. We got all our contestants. We have a winner. Uh, Fet de Glass coming up this weekend. Fet de Glass. In St. Charles. Come on out. It's going to be fun. And I don't know if it's going to be warm or cold. But either way, a 260-pound block of ice being carved isn't going to melt immediately. They initially talked about doing it in August and thought better of it. So it'll be on the 27th. There'll be about 25 or 26 artisans carving away at their own blocks of ice. Uh, And, of course, there will be fire pits and vendors all around that'll probably have some roasted chestnuts outside. You've got mom's cookies out there cooking it up. You've got Kilwins and those Rice Krispie treats the size of your head. A lot of dining options while you're watching all this go down. So just one thing to do. Think about it for more specifics. Check them out online. DiscoverStCharles.com. long before we're all on our couches watching football one more time i would say as far as all of the weekend games throughout the entire season i think this is going to be the most exciting weekend for football just saying yeah i just wish espn was doing it yeah matchups are intense but you don't have to babysit 
Look at the upside. Well, that's true. <laughs> Although I that. like to. I love to be with those little you guys. You know, I, I, I'm glad that you brought this up, John Carney, because uh, there is a, a free app you can get on your phone or your television called Pluto. I don't know if you guys have ever watched yeah. Pluto TV. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's great. It's free. And they always do specialty channels. Right now, they have a Godzilla channel that plays 24-7 Godzilla movies. It's all watching fun. that. Exactly. But uh, and from now until the Super Bowl, they've worked out a deal with the NFL. I don't know how they pulled this off, where it's called Super Bowl Classics. And they are airing, in chronological order, every Super Bowl from the first one to last year. And they wow. so I just random times during the day I'll switch it on the Super Bowl Classics channel and there's the fifth one and there's the seventeenth one and last night I flipped it on and it was Seahawks uh, Broncos and Joe Buck was there with Troy Aikman and I thought this and they is were twelve amazing. yes it was a very long time <laughs> and I thought this is in- incredible so of course I can't wait to watch the two Super Bowls that the Miami Dolphins won uh, but it's I thought it was which a really ones cool are thing. those uh, seventy two and seventy three. Oh, I can remember that. I was born in 72. Was that back Marino? The Marino no, no. Uh, before that. No, he, he was after that. He was a rookie in 1984. This would have been Bob Greasy, Larry Zonka, and uh, that was, of course, 72, the perfect season. They won every game, including the Super Bowl, and then they were back-to-back. They won the Super Bowl the next year as well. I found a thumb drive that I had some old tapes, videotapes from when our children were little the other day, and I refound this. I had this had all this stuff, these old family memories, put on a little thumb drive when my kids were little. And I put it in the computer the other night because, like I said, I've been just kind of bummed out lately with this weather, and I just thought, why not just, you know, make it really sad and start watching videos <laughs> of the boys like being Chevy babies. I, I am. Yeah. that Totally. That's me with the thing on my head yep, and yeah. just crying with gloves on in the attic. That's me. And I'm watching it, and it's when the, ran- the night that the Rams won the Super, the St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl in the background. Right? Yeah. So it, it was just crazy to, uh, I don't know, to see that. I mean, it just feels like it was so long ago. It was really neat to turn on the feed and there's Joe. I was yeah. like, look at this. I work with his sister. Oh, well, that's cool. All right. I'm going to have to tell him that. That's kind of fun to go back and watch yeah, those. I always get stunned when they do something on Monica Lewinsky and they play the Linda Tripp tape. And I hear Joe in the background. That oh, was yeah. that was a big deal for the fam. And I think happened. they even played that when when John Goodman was playing Linda Tripp. I think they even had Joe in the background of that, which is really funny. Oh my gosh! I when got, John Goodman, John was Goodman Linda nailed Tripp. that. Oh, he did. He did. God Tripp. love him. So Super Bowl uh, coming up, as you know, and in Las Vegas, a city that's already out of control. So that's going to be pretty wild. Frito-Lay, I think they're the official corn chip dipper of the NFL or something. So they've got a promotion going, and one winner will get to push the button at the end of the game that releases the confetti in the stadium. Oh, fun. It would be. Don't screw that up. Yeah, and you got to buy the specially marked Frito-Lay Super Bowl bags and go to the QR code. Bup, 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 bup. Um, and the first 500 fans will get their own Super Bowl confetti kit to trash their own living room. Mm-hmm. But uh, one person will get to push the button. So you get to go to the game. 
Uh, I th- I would or is imagine... it remote from your phone and you don't get to go to the game? You Technicality. Know, I would think it it would you'd have to be at the game. No, I don't think with modern tech you have to be. And I think Julie hit on it. Maybe five people could win and you all think that you set it off, but it was set, it was going to be set off. Just anyway. some guy in the yeah. stadium whose job yeah. they, they're not going to risk that. I kind of agree. No, you do get to go. You get to go. Yep. Okay. To meet Marshawn Lynch and press the official confetti. Boy, we so. are cynical, aren't we? Little, we are. Little uh, correction here from the three one four Rams won the Super Bowl in two thousand. Justin here, yeah, we knew that, and that, the, the that was because season. yeah, yeah. I said ninety nine, and nobody corrected me. Well, no, no, it, he it did. was ninety nine. It was the ninety nine season. It was they the ninety nine season, but in, the but the Super Bowl itself happens in yeah. February of right. the following year. It's like the Oscars. It's the twenty four Oscars. No, but for the I think Justin movie. has a point here on the text line. The Michael's baths. Well, you should wear a hat and no one will notice. Right. So um, you mentioned it earlier that that little heart thing yeah. that Travis did in the end zone was not for Taylor Swift. And I'm I'm still trying to get I'm right stunned. with that. Um, and, of course, his brother was getting kind of crazy uh, up in the uh, stands, Jason, and jumped out of the box uh, where they were sitting with Tay-Tay and everything, took his shirt off and was screaming and yelling and acting crazy. Well, now he has opened up on his brother's podcast and said, uh, not really surprisingly, his wife wasn't too pleased with his shirtless adventure. You think? I mean, if anybody can get away with it, I feel like it's this guy. I mean, the, these these people are like the, I don't know, the... Royal family, not so fancy uh, members of society. Would you say they're redneck royalty? Sure. There you go. That's fine. I like it. I'd rather hang out with them than the, the real royals, I think. Oh, I'd rather hang out with Pippa. You, I bet you would, but she's not really royal. So he said, I don't. Royal by proxy. I guess. I don't think she, Kylie, is happy about it. I gave her a heads up. She said, Jason, don't you dare. Oh. To which he responded, I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Ooh. She already told Max me. Max would never behave like he'd get in so oh, much are trouble. Are you kidding me? That's not even an option. <laughs> she already told me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor Swift. Yeah. I get uh, it. Well, kind of blew it. Uh, he said he uh, wanted to actually take his shirt off even earlier at the tailgate. But because they got pushed back, he didn't have a chance to do it. So when they got into the box, he said, I noticed I could jump out of the box. And if I'm outside, I'm part of the Bill's pageantry. And he quipped, admitting that he couldn't actually remember what happened to his shirt at the end of the game. And his final quote was, this is how my mind works after 40 Miller Lights. Um, by the way, and being hit in the NFL for so many years. And if you look at the picture, he's got a Bud Light in his hands, not a Miller Light. No. So it's a commercial waiting to happen. It's you, a he's going to cash in here, and why wouldn't he? Yeah, why wouldn't he? I why mean, go for it. And you can tell that Bud Light, after oh, they need something. They well, and they they're trying with Peyton Manning, and 
Who's Emmett the guy? Smith? And Emmett Smith. But who's doing... more manly than a Kelsey? Well, a shirtless that guy, Kelsey. The shirtless. I mean, he he's more manly, I think, Jason is than Travis. Ooh, well, you know, he's more manly than uh, Kevin Costner, of course. Wow. I mean, that's And then there's really... the whole Jason Momoa argument, but. But see. I don't find, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. But while we're uh, chatting sports, uh, good win for the Blues last night, 4-3. Uh, tonight, they'll play in Vancouver. But the Cardinals, a couple of Cardinal stories. Adam Wainwright did sign a multi-year deal to be a full-time analyst. That happened in the last really? 24 hours. So that is happening. And the Cardinals announced the theme nights. Oh, I love that. And there's over 40 of them, but I just highlighted a few. We have Yellowstone night again, or is that kind of over? Harry it, Potter night? I I don't see... Carney night? Taylor Swift night? I don't <gasps> see Yellowstone or Tay-Tay night. Now, Tay-Tay night would be I mean, I think epic. at this point, they just go Chiefs night. Here are the, the ones that I highlight. Grateful Dead night's the first one. And that's your moment to shine. And, of course, we will be talking to the Cardinals tomorrow as part of our Backstoppers broadcast. Oh, oh yeah. Battle, that list. Battle Hawks night. The now Spanish station night, a nurse's appreciation night, and a nurse's appreciation day the next day. Pride night, Mizzou night, Margaritaville, Sesame Street day, Shark Week themed Oh, I love that. Friends night, Blues night, DC super villain night, and 90s night. And what what is nineties night? I you know I always wondered this in the nineties. What are we no. going to be, you know, made fun of? Like eighties, you got leg seagulls. warmers, you got crimp well, hair, yeah, you know, all that kind of eighty the eighties clothes. Yeah, I think I think nineties would be like Friends and Grunge and Seinfeld and, and all the that. Rachel haircut, which yeah, I think I still kind of have. Thirty years ago. Yeah. Oh, geez, don't say that. I used to have a Rachel haircut. Too. You know, I I was in I was in a, a department store and I was going to the 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 vinyl records aisle and they had a, a Pearl Jam record called Versus, and it was newly released on on vinyl and I thought, oh, I bet this would sound great on my record player and I picked it up and I didn't buy it because it must have been a bootleg because it said 30th anniversary and I thought, no, 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 this record just came out last week, uh, but no, it came out 1994. thirty years 30 ago. Thirty years ago, I oh my lord, I had a, I had a moment. Some of those anniversaries of things that we really loved really slap us in the face. You know, 50 years of this, 40 years since Between that. Between that and the what? hip pain, I feel like I'm 150. Uh, no, you're fine. Mm. You're fine. Um, a chat with Nicole Perkins next hour, who's got a podcast well worth your time called The Godmother. And, you know, uh, counterproductive, I guess, promoting a podcast as it's a different medium than listening to the radio, but they're not going away anytime soon. And this particular one is about an African-American woman in the 30s in New York who was an attorney, not only an attorney, but she was one of the um, strongest prosecutors in the country. And she went after Lucky Luciano and actually... Got him in the slammer. Pretty amazing story. But uh, we'll talk to the woman who wrote that and hosts that in the next hour. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. Go Chevy Bowl. Go Chevy Bowl. Go Chevy Bowl. Tell you what. 
the weather we had, when everything was covered in ice, and we were like in the ice capades, but it was on the highway, um, I had no problema in my Johnny Landoff Chevrolet vehicle and four-wheel drive, cruising along, easy peasy. Johnny Landoff, the man who sold it to me, joins us on the program. Hi, Johnny. Hi, how are you, Johnny? I got Jimmy Sappho in here with me. We're just uh, what's up, John, Julie? How are Hi. you guys? We're Hi. Good. Hi. We are good. John, you call me. You call me, Jimmy. Can I get in for an oil change? I said, yeah, come right in. I'll get you set up. You don't even say hi. Don't even stop by and say hi. I didn't know you were there. I talked. I told you I was on the exit. Let me get there, and I'll call you right back. John, you don't listen. I'm sorry. I talked to your son. Does that count for anything? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't be a very good salesperson because the really good salespeople listen. They listen pretty well. Wow. We love, we, I'm sorry. What? We love listening. We love listening <laughs> to you, and uh, and uh, and uh, just uh, well, and Julie, Maxim. It's about a great team. Unbelievable. So uh, it's a good team. Are you kidding a, me? Uh, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, what's next? A couple of snowstorms. You know, frigid temperatures like we haven't seen in years. An ice storm out of like nowhere. Seasonal that depression. Shocking. That's what's next. And, and, and now we got fog. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know what, folks? We're still here at both Johnny Londoff Chevrolet, Johnny Londoff Autoplex, giving unbelievable deals. And I'm telling you what, we're so excited. We've got a big 96 hour sale that starts. Well, I guess then we could start it early. It's well, not it supposed start, to start. It starts tomorrow, but for KTRS listeners, we're going to start it right now. Well, why 96 hours? That goes from uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Monday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Jimmy, it goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> when do you need to remember take the, your uh, shoes off the, uh, and count them? The, the Godfather movie, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. <laughs> or a uh, Josh uh, commercial for uh, Dogtown Pizza. So uh, what's the big deal for 96 hours? Uh, well, I mean, everything is on sale. Everything is marked down. Uh, we've got some great gifts that uh, you can, uh, uh, you know, uh, register, uh, for. register for. Uh, blues hockey tickets, uh, St. Louis City tickets. Uh, let's see. Our blues hockey tickets are two rows behind the blues bench, seats one, two, three, and four, section 103, and the uh, the city, the St. Louis City. Uh, 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 soccer tickets, or as we say, football tickets, uh, they're club level. So they come with a full meal, and they serve the uh, food an hour before the match starts. Uh, are we eligible uh, to win football. these? Yeah. How are you disseminating those? Well, because we're season ticket holders. And season ticket holders for the Blues, let's see, I graduated from uh, uh, college in 1980, and I became a, a Blues season, season ticket holder in 1981. My dad wouldn't pay for him, so I paid for myself. Well, so, like hockey. Johnny, how how do we get your tickets? How do we get to be Johnny Londoff for a day? Well, you'd have to come here, yeah, and look at a vehicle, yeah, and you know, we would hope you wouldn't pretend like you wanted to buy one, right? But no, you would have come in and uh, and uh, test drive a vehicle, take a look at a vehicle, and then uh, register. Okay, at the you- Autoplex or just Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. All no, right, Florissant, baby. Like, like I said, both. Both. Oh, both. both. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. 
And if I knew you had all these tickets, I would have hit you up a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Oh, oh, hold on, Julie Buck. I'm sure you have a real difficult time getting tickets to any sporting events. You know, times have changed. I mean, my dad used to be able to write it down on a piece of paper on a list, and you'd magically have tickets that would fall out of the sky. It's not like that anymore, although the Cardinals are always very kind. I never paid for a concert ticket working radio. Now you can't do that. No, you can't do that anymore. And um, the blues, we used to get blues season tickets when my dad was alive. But he's been gone 24 years. So, you know, in in St. Louis City, I've not yet been to a game. And I would love to go to a game. You're looking good, Johnny. You lost some weight. (laughs) Uh, What are you talking about? He's trying to butter you up so he gets free tickets. I'm kissing up, Johnny. You know, I, you know, you don't have to kiss up anymore, either one of you, all three of you. You, you know how much the Londoff team, Johnny Londoff, Chevrolet, Johnny Londoff, Auto Plex, how much we love you, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jimmy, we still this spring, have we had you out? Have we had the radio show out to the uh, Auto Plex? No, not yet. All right, not well, yet, we're going to have to put something together. Let's uh, do it on a sunshiny day. Yeah. I mean, I was out there. It, yeah. I was out there opening day with hot dogs, but we weren't broadcasting. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. We would love to come out. So, again, the sale, not to confuse you guys, uh, the sale goes until when? I mean, this promo. Saturday night. Saturday night. Take a test drive. Check out. So, all day Thursday, all day. Well, we're going to start it right now. Okay, start it now. uh, Like a Laurel and Hardy sketch. uh, You can't say your AM and the PM. You said I'm KTRS. A John and Julie show. Uh, we will uh, announce it on the uh, McGraw show Friday uh, uh, morning when we're on with uh, with McGraw. And that's at Ackerman Chevrolet? There's no such thing as Ackerman Chevrolet. That's why I said uh, that. There's no such thing as Frank either. So we're even. Well, still, well he's still alive, but he just isn't on, on the radio any longer. I know. He calls and writes. And but I can tell you this much. It's, uh, it's a great day to buy a Chevrolet. At Johnny Londoff Chevrolet, it's a great day to buy a pre-owned vehicle out of Johnny Londoff Autoplex. Right, Jimmy? Yes, sir. Every day is a great day to do business with us. Good yeah, answer, yeah. Jimmy. Kid me. Are you kidding me? Come on. Good this answer. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I will uh, email you both uh, information on the uh, 96-hour sale. Please, okay? well, you're going to have Kitty do it, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to have that because they would like to have those tickets and stuff. So, open late tonight, yeah. of course. Yeah. It just came to you, uh, uh, John Carney. So if you want to uh, please share it, I think, Max, I think I might have your email address. Julie, I don't think I have yours. I can forward it to Julie. It's yeah, fun. that'd be great. We'll get it out there. Don't worry. Right. Enjoy right. the rest you... of the day. Sell some cars, will you? So so great talking to you all. Have a great rest of your show. You too. And you can register for those tickets for the Blues and St. Louis City at either location. Correct. Correct. All, All right, right guys. Now. Made our day. Bye bye. Bye, Thanks, kids. Pal. See you later. Uh, see you, kids. I don't think I don't think Johnny ever sits in that office by himself. There's always somebody in there. Maybe say hi to so and so, or say hi to. The... He's a people person. He's a gregarious guy, you know. Yeah. Oh yes, he is. But uh, yeah, I had no idea he had all those tickets. Well, I know that's what I was going to say. How long until you send him a text asking him for tickets? Uh, when's the show over? About, uh, about an <laughs> well, hour. we have news coming yeah, up you're here. Do it in about two minutes. minutes. No, until the show's over, about an hour and ten minutes. Could I got to check the calendar because I'm.
I'm a You're busy. busy. I'm People a... are always wanting your time and attention. I don't know how you do it. I didn't realize Ackerman wasn't around anymore. Now, in my head, I'm trying to think of a dealership that doesn't exist anymore. So I wouldn't really upset him, but I just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. best intentions. I promise. Andy Field's going to pop in uh, next hour, kind of uh, wrap up what Donald Trump wrapped up uh, last night in New Hampshire, and the party continues. Uh, what else are we going to do? We got stuff. Oh, that interview with Nicole Perkins and her podcast, The Godmother. Well, worth your time in a piece of history I bet you were completely unaware of. By the way, I don't know if you saw here on our Michael's Baths text line, April 126, someone said they listened to the Kelsey podcast something that we didn't do, and he was drinking Labatt's Blue Beer, which I think is a Canadian yeah, beer. So there is. you go. I think he's just holding out for the highest bidder. Also, someone else says that Titanium Teeth ought to be a band name because think of the songs. You could have No More Cavities and Crown, and you know what? They've convinced me. It's an honorary band name now. Okay. Aluminum Floss, opening act, possibly. I don't know, just kick that one around. Tomorrow is our Backstopper Radiothon and a lot of conversations with several sponsors who jump in to support that as well. And I'm sure we'll be talking to some people involved with Backstoppers, either with the organization or some families that have benefited from from Backstoppers' generosity, which is really your generosity. Carney Show, welcome back to the party, Max and... Julie here too, along with you. You can always reach out to us as well on the Michaels Baths text line at 84126 if you want to. Uh, Maxie, I know you're really the NBAer in the room. I don't know if you were watching the uh, Nets Knicks game last night. I was not. I, I don't uh, really care for either of those teams, yeah. so I thought I'd skip it. I'm kind of surprised. There was a pretty uh, terrific moment. And it didn't really involve basketball. But if you were eyeing the Jumbotron, they zoomed in on Tyra Banks, who on each side of her were furries. Strange. Inexplicable. I have no idea what the backstory is. They offered no excuse, but it is a wonderful visual. Mm. No excuse. Not no explanation, but no excuse. excuse. Yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, the spectators, alongside the former Victoria's Secret models, were furries, according to House of Highlights, which posted the video online. I am surprised that security would let them in the building to sit in the stands. Anyone who is cosplaying like that or dressing up as an animal, you don't know who they are. Right. And I feel like it's a security risk. They do this at Comic-Cons when people dress up like characters. You can't bring a giant sword or a fake gun because it's, you know, it's a safety issue. You can't wear a mask that covers your face in certain situations. I remember that when people were even protesting in Clayton several years back and they were wearing those scream masks mm-hmm. and yeah. it was like, well, who is that? So, you know? I, so I'm just surprised that the NBA, I mean, I know she's Tyra Banks, but if she said yes, that I'm here with my entourage, furries, I'm surprised that they said, sure, Tyra, go have a seat. At least from the still that I saw online, it doesn't look like it was her posse because she was like, ah. Yeah. Wait, ah. so you're telling me that they just happened to be sitting next to her? Well, I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but the picture I saw, uh, she reeks of terrified. 
I miss the furries. When are they coming back to the Sheraton? They haven't been here, I think, since COVID. Yeah. They yeah. I'm come good back. with it. Uh. <laughs> nobody told me, Julie, when I first started working here, nobody told me that we have that annual convention. And one night, I'm doing some you know, midnight oil show here, and all of these like dogs and cows and people start walking by. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, my God. Nobody told me. And then the next day, Josh was like, yeah, that happens. Then we see them every year. They come by. Great fun. We never pulled them into the studio, but I don't think you can understand them with those things on their head. Well, and I don't think that we want to get into, you know, what's happening. To Julie's point, uh, I was on a show that had a furry on one time, and I thought it was going to be a wonderfully insightful segment about this counterculture that I knew nothing about. Wrong. Turns out <laughs> it was exactly what Julie is picturing right now in her head. And we thought, okay, we're uh, going to take a commercial break. Security? <laughs> Tough to get that costume over the ankle bracelet. Right. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift had a furry with her at the Chiefs game. Jason Kelsey. Hey! On the oh, that's line. good. There you go. Here they come. Here come the jokes. Here come the jokes. Uh, Andy Field's going to join us in a while. We have much to do, much to do. Um, I made chicken parmesan last night, and I've been cooking a bunch, and I'm really digging it, having some fun with that. And when we went out to the Abbey and did the show a few weeks ago, our host, Laura, she was so sweet. So generous. She gave me that cute fur bag that I've been carrying. I haven't put it down since, and it's reversible. Is it a furry bag? It's not a furry bag. It's just, it's faux fur, so don't be alarmed. I'm terribly alarmed. Look at me. And silky camo in the inside. It's like everything I ever wanted. She gave me a bottle of imported uh, marinara sauce from Italy made with San Marzano tomatoes. And also a jar of... What looked like olives packed in oil, but it was actually tomatoes with oil and a little pesto thing. And she said, put these together. And I finally did it the other night and put a little Italian sausage in there. It was unbelievable. Now, I know they got great furniture and stuff, but they do have some little uh, bric-a-brac food item kind of things. And this was outstanding. So, Laura, thank you so much for that tip. It turned out to be a fantastic source. She is just one of those friends of mine where I, you look to her and you're like, oh, my gosh, every time I see her, I love everything she's picked out from head to toe. I just love her style, her taste. She kind of picks out the best of the best. And the fact that she owns the store, the Abbey, for your home, for gifts, hostess gifts, birthday gifts, gifts for your co-host, or interior design, which is a, a passion of mine. I love looking at interior design options. I would redo my house every year if I could. I'm working a room by room. But the Abbey is the go-to place right now to save on CR Lane furniture. Their furniture is high, high quality furniture. You can customize it. It's customizable with over 800 fabrics to choose from. You can pick that fabric to put on this style of a chair with this kind of wood accents. You can put uh, little nail heads in it if you want for decoration. You can design, like, sky's the limit. This is so customizable. See our lane furniture, and it's 20% off at the Abbey, but only until the 15th 
of February. Now, Carney's talking about the sauce and all of that that she gave to him. I picked up the reindeer crunch popcorn. <sighs> and then there's a couple other popcorns. I think it's the Ashberry popcorn and they the pepper some, crunch. Yeah. I they went had them out. They had them out and now they have some for this season. And I'm telling you, just she always picks the best of the best stuff, brings it back to St. Louis, puts it in her store. And then we all get to shop there. And now I'm thinking on a gloomy day like today with the fog and all the cold and the rain, I think maybe that's what the doctor ordered. Caramel chocolate popcorn, absolutely. Well, and a trip to the Abbey. You never know what I might come out with. I might come out with a cute little tray because I saw these cute pictures of things that they have to offer on their Instagram. But that CR Lane furniture right now is the time to do it. And they already have some pieces made up. And you can buy those 20% off right now through February 15th or do that custom deal, and they'll help you through the process. They have designers. The Abbey, if you have not been, go in and see all that they have to offer for your home, for gifts, for interior design, just west of 141 on Manchester, or go to marketplace at theabbey.com. If you like to take in podcasts, I got a suggestion. I found this one. It's called The Godmother. And if you like history, if you like organized crime. I mean, it kind of touches on everything. Um, Leading up to the arrest of Lucky Luciana, which was in the 30s in New York. Um, But it's about the prosecutor who really made it happen, who was a young, ambitious, uh, very strong prosecutor in New York and being African-American and being having a lot of power at that time was pretty rare and it is a terrific story and the woman that brought it to life is nicole perkins and i'm glad we chatted i'm glad we found it because everything can't have keith morrison but you know i've been on this bender and it's almost embarrassing i go to bed every single night with keith morrison and i am so deep in a rabbit hole of true crime podcast tv shows And every one of them, there's dead people. So I decided at some point I have to wean myself off of this. So I went a different route. I was looking for something else that was still true history, a little crime, but not so many bodies. And I stumbled across something called The Godmother. And I said, well, let's give this a shot. And I did. And I loved it. And the person that narrated it, wrote it, put it together, brought it to life, is Nicole Perkins. And she joins us now. Thank you. You know, there's so much about history that has been written and the characters that that did things both good and bad. But I'm constantly amazed, as long as there have been scribings, as long as history has been taught, there are still absolutely astounding individuals just we've never heard of. And you found one. Yeah, Eunice Carter. Um, she is the one of the first black women prosecutors uh, in New York State. Uh, so she was quite rare at the time. This is in the uh, early 30s, early 1930s. And she was instrumental in taking down um, someone who is considered the godfather, right? The boss of bosses, the the one who made the mafia what it is today, Lucky Luciano. Um, and uh, without her, he would not have been 
placed behind bars. So she's actually very important to our uh, country's legal history, to our uh, criminal history, to our pop culture history, because we would not have all these uh, fantastic mafia movies without her, uh, pretty much. So she is fascinating. And, you know, you look at the, the time period. This is the 30s. And 20 years later, we still have segregated drinking fountains. And this woman becomes the assistant DA in New York and is a, a first on so many levels. How was she able to rise? And I'm not going to say avoid racism because I'm sure she didn't, but it certainly didn't slow her down. Right. Um, so part of it is her parents were already kind of trailblazers. Her father was William Hunton, who was the founder of the black uh, YWCA, uh, and her mother was also uh, fascinating. She was a social worker who, you know, kind of had her own uh, path that she uh, blazed throughout her career. Uh, so Eunice really had no choice but to be a, an important figure in time. Um, so she, you know, her family was uh, from Atlanta, and they left uh, Atlanta in 1906 after the Atlanta race riots that broke out, and they moved to Harlem. Uh, and she went to private school. She traveled. She came back. She went to law school. And she just kind of, like, worked her way up. She uh, was trying to get into politics. And when this case came up for uh, District Attorney Thomas Dewey, he needed somebody who knew Harlem, who knew the law, and Eunice was right there. And, you know, I'm sure she had some difficulties, but she was also just kind of, she was very determined. She had a particular goal that she had in mind, and she wanted to make that happen. And so she, she you know, played her cards right and, uh, you know, allowed herself to be mentored by Thomas Dewey. And she, she rose up through the ranks that way. The Godmother, it is a multi-part podcast available where you get yours and it's brought to light by Nicole Perkins, who uh, is a podcast host, obviously, and a writer and have written about all kinds of issues uh, about sex and gender and womanhood and, and racial relations. Um, I know you also wrote a lot of interviews. You do interviews and then write about it in a, in a story. So what's it like to do this one where you don't have Eunice to sit down with and ask questions? Oh, that's a great question. There is a lot of research, a lot of reading. So I found um, books by uh, academics who knew about Eunice. Um, her grandson actually wrote uh, the definitive text on Eunice, and that's called Invisible, uh, the Forgotten Story of the Black Woman Lawyer Who Took Down America's Most Powerful Mobster, and that is by Stephen L. Carter. So read that, you know, cover to cover. Uh, we did interview her great-granddaughter, uh, Leah Carter, and uh, talked to her. And we got, you know, as many people who have studied uh, Amer the, the American legal system, who have studied mob history, interviewed them, talked to them, asked them all kinds of questions. So we don't have, you know, the primary source in Eunice, but we do have people who have studied her, studied this case. And so that's who, uh, who I talked to 
and did a lot, a lot of reading and research. There's a good balance in this story you tell uh, between the particular mob case and getting Lucky Luciano behind bars and about her life just as a person going through things. Uh, Mobsters had been uh, incarcerated prior to this, but, you know, I think of Al Capone, usually they got him for tax evasion, and with Lucky, it was unlucky, they got him on something else entirely. Right. They booked him on um, prostitution compulsion, which was basically forcing women into sex work, Um, and he denied it uh, to his last day and said that, you know, that was beneath him. He would never do anything like that. Um, but Eunice found a pattern. And what she noticed, she used to work at the women's court, which is where uh, prostitutes, sex workers would end up, women who had been abandoned, women who had been you know, arrested for theft, all kinds of things. So she used to work at women's court, and she noticed that these women were coming in, certain women were coming in and you know, not being put in jail. They were getting bailed out, and they were all getting bailed out by this same man. And she looked to see who that man was and found out that he had connections to the mob and found out that he had connections to Lucky Luciano. And so that's how they were able to get to Lucky. Eunice noticed a pattern. She traced it down, um, and she gathered up all the evidence and gave it to uh, attorney, uh, District Attorney Thomas E. Dewey, who eventually became governor of New York, um, based off of the success of this trial. Um, so Eunice saw the pattern, and... She she gathered up all the evidence and, and made the trial happen. And the mob, no stranger to violence, uh, especially with the Italian mob in New York. And she puts one of their big ones away. Um, what was her like life like after that? Was she constantly threatened? Did she have security? Did she have to flee the country? No, she was actually, you know, pretty safe or as safe as she could be. The mob did not go after her. Um, as far as we know, there were no, like, big attempts on her life. Uh, she Maybe what helped was that she was not in court um, during the trial. Even though she was very well known at the time, she her name was mentioned in papers, and people knew her, knew of her um, through her work in Harlem and also through this case, she was not targeted. Um, and that's also part of the the lore of the, the Lucky Luciano case is that maybe somebody wanted him out of the way anyway. So it's fine that, you know, he uh, got sent up the river, as they say. So, so she was able to um, live a full life and live to old age. Uh, she continued her legal career. Um, she wanted to be a judge and that didn't happen. And so she then turned to working with the United Nations, working with the UN and working with the International Council of Women in order to, you know, help women achieve uh, their goals and and do all sorts of wonderful things in the name of womanhood throughout the world. Uh, So she traveled quite a bit uh, later in life. That's so surprising to me that there was no call for retribution. I mean, I'm not disappointed. I mean, I'm glad. With the the things that you've written about subject matter-wise, I would imagine coming upon this story, you had to be nothing shy of giddy because 
it seems like she encompasses all of the things that you set your moral compass by. How did you come to find her? Actually, someone approached me, one of the producers approached me about the story, and I immediately latched onto it because I'd never heard of Eunice. I'd never heard of Eunice Carter. I didn't, I wanted to know why I had never heard of her. Like, why did she slip through the cracks of history? And that's yeah. something that uh, I talk about in, in the podcast is wondering what happened? Why don't we know about her? Because she was uh, fairly famous in her own right, even before the trial. She was uh, in Harlem at the height of the Harlem Renaissance. She was a writer during that time. She was also a Harlem socialite. So she was going out partying, you know, hitting the, the cotton clubs and all that kind of stuff. And she was very well known. Godmother, it is available now, a podcast. I promise you will enjoy it. Nicole Perkins, bringing that story to life. Thank you so much for the time and more importantly, sharing your talents. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Be well. Bye-bye. Well, we started the week off with lots of ice and then that was a mess. And then things were a little rainy yesterday. And today we have fog. It's going to be around for a while Let's go to the KTRS Traffic Center now and talk to Captain Paul about traffic. Yes, Julie, there is a dense fog advisory in effect until noon tomorrow. That could cause some problems in traffic this afternoon. Right now, though, we are accident-free. There is road work on 55 South before Lindbergh and past Rivas Barracks, an abandoned vehicle in the left lane on 64 East past Research Park, and there are stalled vehicles on 67 South past the Lindbergh Tunnel and on 70 West at First Capital. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. So, Captain Polly, let me ask you a question. Uh-oh. Sure. This should be interesting. Do you ever, uh, don't judge. <laughs> so, uh, do you ever order food to be delivered to your house, Grubhub, Uber Eats, you one know, of those? I never do that. I, I have this thing about paying for someone to bring it to me when I can go get it myself. Yeah. I wish my kids had that same thing. But if there's rain and it's nasty, you don't want If do it's that. foggy outside, you door dash. It's, let me tell you, Paul. It's like a gift to yourself. It is. It <laughs> we is. have groceries. So you're not a lazy sometimes. person is what you're saying. Yeah, I get out and, uh, you know, there's like an Emos down the street. I can drive there and go through the drive-thru, order on the phone. They could sponsor traffic. True. Absolutely. Along with Helen's. Provel bites yeah. in here, yeah. I don't think you could do both Helen's and Emos. I think there's probably really? a conflict of interest there. Uh. They have pizza. Helens. Yeah, you're uh, right. They, they both sell pizza. Yeah, I don't think you could do that. Well, I, I've ordered food online several times, and it's very confusing. If I want to change something, I don't know if I've changed it. There have been a couple of occasions where I ordered the same thing three times in one order, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to start over and thought, well, I'll just scrap this and start over. And they just build them all up, and all of a sudden, here comes... Indian food for 80 to my house. <laughs> a, I catered, a catered affair. Yeah, if I'm the only one, house still smells like curry, and that was like three months ago. Um, I say that because I saw a story this morning, and I felt better because it means I'm not alone. A guy in uh, Long Beach, California, was door dashing McDonald's, and that's pretty much when you've given up on life, I think. Uh, wow. Um uh. I'm not judging. Uh, no, don't judge. It sounds like you are. So he goes online and he door dashes McDonald's for his family. 
uh, get some burgers and some McNuggets, and he wanted to get two orders of McNuggets, but apparently went a little crazy on the zeros. They brought him 200 McNuggets. I would not even be mad. Seriously? Can you freeze those? What part of the chicken is that? I don't even like one McNugget. Yeah. What? I, I well, I guess to... McDonald's isn't going to be your sponsor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you always go back Burn to Emo's again. Yeah. Burn that bridge. Yep. <laughs> but can you imagine when, they, when the guy shows up and he probably has like four grocery bags full of McNuggets? But I would say thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, you paid for them, though. You had to pay for okay. two hundred McNuggets. I will eat them. It doesn't you would? say. Yeah. It doesn't say in the story what he paid, but he did take them and he gave some of it away to the neighbors. So, Wasn't that well, nice? He must like his neighbors. I guess. But uh, or he's trying to kill him. And actually, at the end of the story, it said they gave some of the McNuggets away to the homeless. I don't know if you just drive around, or there's an area where you know there's going to be homeless people. You get a McNugget. You, you go to go to one of those tent communities and hand them out. Yeah, you do that. Have but you ever been to one of those, Paul? No, I've never visited one. No, no, me either. And what dipping sauce do you take? You know, yeah. there are all kinds of questions coming. The up. The most there. underrated is honey, darling. You can just get honey, not spicy honey, no, sriracha right. honey, not honey mustard, just honey for your McNuggets. My it's sister-in-law wonderful. put some honey on it's some chicken strips so for the little boys, and I was so like, good. what is that? And then I tried it, and I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, oh, it's really good. It's a sweet and savory yeah, sensation. Yeah, the salt and the sweet. It's like a party in your mouth. Now I want some. Yep. I don't think they're doing it anymore, but McDonald's had a limited time dipping sauce. There were like two of them. One was... Tangy, and the other one was hot and spicy. So I tried one of each, had the tangy. Hmm, that's good. Tried the hot one, and you know I'm a wimp anyway. But I took a bite of this, and it was a good 30 minutes before I could feel my tongue again. Yeah, but you you yeah, get like sweat bullets on yeah. your on your forehead above your lip when, when we just have a little spice. And I... It's you're very sensitive too, it's to it. You're sensitive. Now, little spice. Now, was that the blonde girl or was that the one with from, the big boots from the Spice the Girls? Big one? The yeah. What now? <laughs> were you a fan? I bet you were a fan. Paul. <laughs> uh, I like that one song that they sang. You know which, which one? How's it go? Yeah. Uh, do you want to be my lover? Or something yeah, like you got to get with my friends. <laughs> oh, if, if you want to be my lover. <laughs> Okay. Do we have that on tape, by the way? <laughs> on tape. Do we have it on a cassette? Can you, can you sing a little bit of it? Because I, I can mash it up. Come on, Paul. Tell us what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> yeah, that's another Spice Girl song. All right. We're what gonna... about Jumbo Splice? I beg your <laughs> Does that come with a dipping Jumbo sauce? Jumbo Splice? <laughs> Isn't there a, a, a wrestler named... Jumbo Slice or something like that? Slice? There was, there was, there was Kimbo Slice. Kimbo I believe slice. he's no longer with us. Yeah. He was a UFC guy. Moment of silence for the Kimbo. I'm glad you know what he's talking about because I didn't well, I speak Captain Paul. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I'm driving a bus that doesn't have a steering wheel. I, I need subtitles for myself, I guess. We just need breaks. Yeah. Or oh, commercials. Yeah. We could sell some stuff. So we get raised enough money, we can order some Uber for Paul. You want some nugs? 
Nugs, uh, can I get high quality? Don't push strips? it. Oh. Don't push it. Thanks for the traffic, though. Sure. Appreciate it. It's a new traffic bed. Yes. Fine with that. It's going to be uh, Captain Polkowski's entrance music. It is uh, 2.42. You guys want to play it out first? Here we go. I mean, I can play the whole song. What did I ever do to you? We should do more videos on the Carney show. Like <sighs> where we just kind of lip sync and do some dancing around. The funniest one I think we did I has vanished. And that was... Uh, at Westport Social, where you guys were throwing darts at my head. That was really great when we did that yeah, one. Can't that find was... it. Don't know where it is. Well, I think well, our person who created it took it with her. Oh. I wouldn't blame her. No, that's for her reel, you know, and get new jobs and all that. Yeah. That's her sizzle reel. It yeah. screamed sizzle reel. Absolutely. But it was very well done, I agree. I think she's doing fine. Guys. Back to the nugs real quick. Um Guy accidentally ordering uh, 200 chicken McNuggets when he wanted just like 20 and gave them out to the homeless. Uh, point made on the 217 on the Michaels Pass tech line. If you're driving around handing out McNuggets to the homeless, why wouldn't you have just driven to McDonald's in the first place? Yeah, I feel like he's maybe not being truthful with that. If you're willing to get up and go drive around and find homeless people, then... Well, maybe he did it the next day. I mean, those nuggets, they keep. I've certainly well, sure, had not, the cold oh, nuggets the following day. They're not real food products, of course. In my younger days. You know, there's that as well. Uh, it is 2.43. Uh, Stuart is back. He left the country for a while to check in on his daughter in Jerusalem. But even while he was gone, he was still getting it done for people. Um, no rest for the wicked. He blames it on his wife's shopping habits. I'll be honest with you. Like, I got to keep working. She loves to shop. But I think he just loves what he does. I mean, he gets more excited than I do when he's able to say you don't have to make a payment for three months. Here's the extra money. The equity got out of your home to pay some credit card bills. And this is going to lower your monthly payment by a couple hundred bucks. And it's not an either or. I mean, the last time it was all three of those things happened in the same deal. I And I couldn't tell you how he did it. I don't know. Believe it or not, business isn't my forte. Um, who knows? You don't want to leave. You might want to refinance anyway. Just get rid of credit card debt because I don't know anybody who doesn't have any. Um, nice to get them off your back because those interest charges are obscene. Call him and see what he can do. Why not? And you want to get pre-approved if you're shopping for a house. That'll turn some heads from the seller as well. 314-324-4440. Check them out online as well at stewartsamc.com. So, Max, did you get the video I sent you last night? I think I sent it to you too, Carney, where Gypsy Rose Blanchard. You don't send me anything. Yes, I do. You, uh, you don't just bring probably me flowers. You don't know how to check it on Instagram, and that's how I send a lot of I my did stuff. Too, yes. Yeah, I don't really do the Insta. So, Gypsy Rose and her husband have welcomed a new addition to the family, and I don't know 
if I feel good about this. And not that she asked, but she did post it on Instagram. It's a puppy, and it's a sweet little puppy. Is she okay? Like the puppy? Well, no, I mean, I'm worried about the. Her, no, I'm worried pretending about her. That something's wrong with her puppy. I just hope there's. I hope should that, she not get a puppy? Um, I don't know. I mean, she's been incarcerated for a good portion of her life, and I don't think that you're allowed to have pets. So, as part of being newly free, I think it's wonderful that she's adopted an animal. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking. Yeah. She's been involved in the horrible stabbing of her mother, and it just makes me a little nervous for the puppy. Yeah, like, what you, if it goes I potty in the living out room? out a lot of that story. I was impressed. Well, I, I am. The yeah, documentary, I was impressed how normal-ish she seems to have turned out, considering everything that's I mean, I think gone you, down in yeah, that girl's I life. I think you leave out the years of abuse, physical, mental medical abuse that she was subjected to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something to behold to watch this woman's story. But then when you see her after they s- stab the mom and then she's just like walking around at the bus station well, and, you say and they, ordering pizza. But she did not stab her mother. Well, okay. And that's why she's been What are released. you, on the defense team? I the, mean, person, she... the person who... It's the boyfriend. The person who murdered her mother is still in jail and will remain in jail for the rest of his life. But she was an accomplice. As he should be, because he's a murderer. But she... She's a victim. In the words of Clarice Leachman, it was her boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> All right. 84126. That was my first shot. Thank you, Justin, on the text line, on the Michael's Baths text line. Justin here, Julie, I'm on your side. We're all on your side. Thank Julie. you, Justin. At least somebody is. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas turned 30 this year. Is that true, Justin? That's incredible. 94 to 2024. That was like 18 children ago for her. Um, We're going to get to Andy Field in a second, who I don't know if he's in New Hampshire or just was watching it on TV while eating popcorn. But he's going to give us an update of where we go from here. Quick break. Be right back. Welcome back. Wednesday broadcast tomorrow. Packed show and all of it revolving around the Backstoppers. It's our annual Radiothon for them. And you'll hear from people in law enforcement who were involved with Backstoppers as well as a bunch of our clients who have stepped up and wanted to get involved and support Backstoppers as well. And people that have Long been in the forefront of that, like Chris Saracino from uh, uh, Bartolino's and Chris's every year. Yeah. And Jim Regna from Triad Bank. He's going to be on the show. It's going to be my live ask him again. You can ask him your big question again. Ask him one more time. Maybe don't. (laughs) You know, I tend to get better results when I ask for things on the air in front of the people. That's when you should have asked Johnny Landoff for the tickets. Yeah. Well, no, should don't worry. hit him up. That calls, that uh, email's going in down in about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And if I can't go to the game, he gives me tickets for I can always sell them. So, you wow. know, there's that. It's, it's recycling. It's recycling. So, Crystal Hefner, who was contestant number three, officially, for Hugh Hefner, the 
third and final wife uh, when Hugh died in 2017 at the age of 91. But they were married for nine years. When they got married, I'll do the math for you. He was 82. She was 21. Ew. And it was love. I'm sure it was true oh, love. Yeah, I mean, what's, I mean, ugh. But only say good things. Surviving Playboy and finding myself the autobiography you've long waited for from Crystal Hefner. And yeah, she goes there. And I'll give you one little spoiler. She said he would play the same Madonna song. Madonna. Every time they got busy. Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. Hashtag not worth it. Hopefully it wasn't American Pie. 251, I hope you're not eating, Andy. Uh, no, not at all. Not not after that. Yeah. You excited <laughs> about the Crystal Hefner book coming out? Uh, yeah, it's right on top of my reading list. <laughs> it's, I'm going to color in it, I think. <laughs> so um, it's all over but the shouting in New Hampshire, and I don't think anybody was truly shocked by the way things went down. Were you? No, but uh, if you look very closely at this year, uh, Donald Trump beat Nikki Haley by exactly 11 points, which is a pretty good trouncing. But it also means that nearly half of the Republican voters in that state who decided to come to the polls, including a whole lot of independents who are, are what they call them undeclared, uh, chose someone other than Donald Trump. Uh, which could be an issue for him coming forward unless all those folks get behind Donald Trump when he eventually walks away with a nomination. And that's the question here. Nikki Haley now putting all her eggs in the South Carolina basket, her home state, although she is trailing Donald Trump even in that state as well. And most of the elected officials, Republicans in that state, have come out and endorsed Donald Trump, even Tim Scott, who she appointed to the U.S. Senate, which has to be disappointing for her. Uh, the next actual uh, event is in Nevada, which is a very strange contest. They have a primary and they have a caucus. And uh, apparently you can vote in either one of them, but the primary will not, according to the Republican Party, count for anything. Uh, Donald Trump is not running in that primary. Nikki Haley is. She will win that primary because there's no one else in it. But I heard but she's not even on the ballot in Nevada. No, 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 no. She's on the ballot in the primary in Nevada. But the primary in Nevada doesn't count for delegates, which is why Donald Trump and the Republican Party chose to do a caucus because Donald Trump controls the party caucus machine there, and he knows that he'd walk away with it, which is why he is going to walk away with all the delegates in Nevada. And he's falsely claiming that Nikki uh, Haley didn't bother to be on there, but you can't be on both. So that's the issue here. This is, you know, this is a, a former president who continually talks about rigged elections, but and the party and he has made sure that this thing is going to go in his favor in Nevada. So, Not a whole lot of delegates up for grabs in that state, so it doesn't matter that much. But South Carolina is indeed the next big contest. Is there a path for her to get somewhere or get into the into the position that if something happens with some of his lawsuits, that she could be the next, you know, kind of the person, the candidate in waiting, so to speak? The pitch well, she certainly hopes so, and her backers hope so. It sounds like she's going to stay in at least until Super Tuesday in March, but uh, that's where the 
the giant number of delegates are up for grabs. Uh, she is trailing by 30 points in uh, in the 538 polling average. Uh, That's in, a lot. In, yeah, it's it's a lot of points, and, it, and you know, but things have changed dramatically in the last few weeks. A lot of people have dropped out. Uh, look, Donald Trump seems to be bulletproof when it comes to uh, losing any of these things, and uh, it certainly wasn't a gracious winner last night. He was busy complaining that Nikki Haley claimed that she had won the election last night, when in fact she never said any any of that at all. She said she was happy that she performed better than she thought she would. Called her um, delusional and then went after Joe Biden and said, let's see, uh, what was the line about the worst president since oh, yeah, well, like 10 of them put together if, if, or something? If the country like doesn't that. elect him, this country's doomed. Well, that one too, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they uh, all look, say he, some he, of that He's stuff. known to make these comments. He's also known to bash political opponents until they come and say they endorse him. And then suddenly he's their best friend again, which is what he's done with Tim Scott and uh, Vivek. Vivek Ramaswamy and, 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 and even uh, Ron DeSantis. Is there really any hope for Haley if she loses her own state? I mean, that just seems like That's kind of something sad. you it's can't unlikely. recover from. Remember, the last, the last major presidential candidate to, um, to lose his own state uh, was... Um, uh, Bill Clinton's vice president, who ran for president, now is Dan Quayle. Al Gore. Al, Al Gore. All oh, right. Yeah, he he lost his own state in the presidential election. But he invented so the that, internet, so you know yeah. it all comes out in the wash. Well, if he invented it, he could have he could have maybe manipulated it to win. <laughs> I don't know. Andy, we will chat again very soon. Thanks so much right, for guys. checking Take in. Care. Take care. That Toodles. is Mr. Andy Field from ABC. Uh, Again, our Backstopper event coming up tomorrow, Friday. We're back at it. We'll talk movies. Max has a giveaway. Tom O'Keefe's going to pop in. We'll do the sports on Friday and Marshall Brain on Friday because normally we catch those things on a Thursday. We are busy here on The Carney Show, noon to three. Make it a date. Put an alarm in your phone, but join us. True story. Good night, Julie Buck. Good night, John Carney. Good night, Max Boise. Good night, everyone. Good night, Julie Buck. KTRS. KTRS. Can we open a window? KTRS, St. Louis. I'm John Carney. Thanks for listening. Be good to each other.